Deckard Kane, and you're listening to For the Law. listening to For the Lore, the podcast that delves into the craft of our favorite games, whether lore, gameplay, or even game design. Joining Roger from WoW Dogs, and For the Lore is Joe, writer for World of Maticus, and Enrique of Spooncraft. Welcome to For the Lord. This is Roger coming to you on Monday, the 24th of May. For us here, it is actually a long weekend in Canada, which has been most awesome. And uh, back same as usual. Of course, we've got Joe as well as Vince. How's it going, boys? Can't complain. Having a pretty good weekend. Uh, I bet you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's done now. The last is gone back. Yes. Yes. Well, the thing is, is that she still actually was, well, she was sad to leave, which I'm, yes. I'm waiting for the weekend where it's like, God damn, I can't believe I wasted that much money on airfare. <laughs> um, maybe, I don't know, in a couple months or something, maybe that's what will happen. But not that I'm hoping it will. I'm just, I'm foreseeing it. As well. <laughs> well, when that happens, I'll come hunt you down. Don't worry. You do that. So biggest news of the week, of course, has been the announcement of BlizzCon, and that is going to be coming up October 22nd and the 23rd. Um, You are still going, Joe? Yep. Come hell or high water, I am going. Did you pick up your tickets? Which have gone up to 150. Thank you very much. I have not picked up my tickets. Oh. Because they're not on sale yet, I don't think. Oh, I thought they had gone on sale. June. Oh, okay, sorry, my mistake, my mistake. Yes, on sale June 2nd and <laughs> June 5th. Duh, it's not like it's right on the page that I'm looking at here, folks. But I'm, uh, actually, I'm, I'm okay with the 150 price jump. I'm, I'm not terribly upset with it just because of the time of year it is. There's going to be a lot less little kids and a lot less college students there. It's going to be a more adult crowd, which they had the problem with last year being in August. Um, it was before semesters had begun, so... There was a lot of really small people, so I had to watch myself quite a bit. <laughs> uh, I'm okay with paying an extra $25 and just having an older crowd. I'm okay with that. But that, okay, uh, not to argue with you, but the $25 as well as the scheduling date are completely different. Why would it well, make no, a no. difference? Because they're also increasing the, the, um, the size of renting yet another hall this year, I think it is. Um, last year they had four halls this year. They're having five halls the year before. I think it was uh, two years ago. They had three halls. So I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay with this. They keep expanding it. And the more they expand it, the course is going to cost more. So I'm okay with that. Hmm. See, I, I, I think it's far too much and I, I don't think it's right. I, and I'm not making a big deal. Of course I'm, I'm not going, you're charging that much and tack on top of that airfare and, and, hotel fees and it's just not going to happen but for me personally 150 bucks for two days is absolutely ridiculous i know that they are um yeah they're increasing the size and everything else but when you look at their bottom line and how much they're making i think that that's charging far too much to your your fans to be able to come and see this well and i'm just gonna say the the the, the game developer conference for to be able to actually go and see everything 
it's a three day conference, four day conference, something like that. But it's a thousand dollars. But that's more of a uh, um, just just saying contacts. But I don't think you can compare those two because something like that is more about your networking and your contacts to be able to get if you're working on something yourself. You're not, not, you're not BlizzCon. You're not BlizzCon is pure fan loving is all it is you're not going in there and pitching a story for them to put in as quest you know whereas any of the developer conferences it is about networking and for you know the the developers also and i'm not justifying that cost either that's that's a little ridiculous but it is more about the networking and getting yourself out there as well yeah but i mean if you compare it to like uh, i'm sorry vince real quick and i'll let you do go right ahead um, compared to like E FanFest, Dragon, uh, Dragon Con, uh, Gen Con, IndieCon, tickets range right around between the ninety nine to one hundred and fifty bucks, usually in that range for just a couple days. That tends to be the normal range for most conventions, and I have been doing conventions for quite a while, so it doesn't phase me as much. I think that's really where it stands, because I look at FanFest, which is going to be in Iceland, and it's going to be about 150 It might even be $200 this year uh, for the EVE convention, just for CCP, you know, and that's even a smaller market in Iceland. You know, it's an entirely different country that you have to fly to to, to go to the convention. Hey, so, I'd I mean, have to fly to a different country. <laughs> Canada doesn't really count as another country. I mean, after all, whatever. But the, the the point is, is like it's not titanically disproportionate to all the other conventions that are out there for roughly the same time frame. So it doesn't phase me nearly as much. Yeah, the, the, t- the ticket cost doesn't seem that outrageous to me. I mean, especially since they've said they lose money on BlizzCon every year, correct? Yep, they they are losing money every year, and they're still yeah, estimating I mean, they're going to lose money this year. Yeah, they're still making billions upon billions of dollars, but okay, whatever. I mean, for me, it comes down to the $150 I probably would spend. It's the other hundreds and hundreds of dollars to fly across the damn country and get a hotel and feed my fat ass for three days that really prevents me from going. Yeah, that's an understandable cost. I mean, that that's that's... A valid point. I mean, on top of everything else, you got to take in the the cost of the logistics of going, being able to house and feed yourself for that length of time. So, yeah, I completely get that. Yeah. And again, I'm not making a huge deal. They can charge as much as they want. I just am not going. I But I do think that considering how much, again, they clear, let's just look at how much they cleared off their sparkle ponies. <laughs> I don't think they yep. need to charge that much more for this. But again, everybody not a, that bought a sparkle pony, pony should free be, ticket. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, or 25 bucks off. If you bought a sparkle, pon- sparkle pony, you should be able to get in for 125. That's my my suggestion. Make it happen, please. All right. Next for Blizzard as well. The big news was, of course, the female worgen. Now, this is more of a work in progress that they put out. Um, but I don't know about you guys, but really? I don't like it. I'm, yeah, they're, they're I'm not so impressed. awkward. But, but here's the thing. Every woman, and I, I'm not trying to be sexist here, but every woman gamer I've talked to in my guild um, or or through AIM so far has really loved the look of the female working. I don't like it. I, don't I like disagree. It my girlfriend did not like them at all. She said they look ugly, but I'll play one anyway. Okay, that, uh, then they, you, she is the exception there because, like, I, I brought it up on uh, our raid Wednesday, and all the girls were just like, "Oh, I like it. It's pretty." And then you know, yeah. yeah. What about Tart? Did Tart like it? 
Uh, Tart made a face. <laughs> I think she makes she, a face I, when she looks at you. That's not narrowing uh, it down. Well, it was more the face that she well, makes when she looks at you. Um, so it was very, very harsh. sour and angry. That's not nice. <laughs> Neither one of you are terribly impressive compared to the female organ anyway, so. Okay, anyways. But, yeah, no, I was disappointed. Like, there was some other screens that were posted as well, which showed them in more action poses and whatnot. Um we we got to get it out right now too. If you're going to be a cloth wearing female um, wolf, Morgan, you are going to look like the big bad wolf in Granny's I, clothing. I want to see what they look like with full hair. I really, really do. Because I think yeah. that might make the difference for the model. Because right now we're just getting the the basic fox type look for it. And um, but I will say, did you see the um, the mock? I don't know if there are mockups or real the worgen druid skins for cat and bear did you see those yes i did actually i'm going to pull that up for the people that are here live because it's actually at my man spooncraft's site he posted those up um yeah i actually i don't want to say that i was i mean they were nice but all they did was they took the reverse they took the the lion and bear from the torrens for the worgen and gave them a mane and a little bit different look and then they took for the troll cats they took the panther and changed it up a little bit with some tusks and the the weird hair and stuff like that those those troll cats just look bizarre beyond reason that's just not right there's not a word for that there isn't actually i kind of like the worgen ones with the manes i think they look kind of cool but yeah, the troll ones are just trippy. Like I was looking at them and I'm just like, really? The green one, especially. It looks like Battle Cat had a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> no, it just does not look right. And again, yeah. see, this is where like I, people have bitched about, I know I sure as hell have, about the lack of loving that Druid forms have gotten over the years. We got a little update that they pushed as a big update when they made some changes and all that. But when the announcement was made for the trolls and the wargans that were going to be getting the druids, the impression that we got, you're getting all new forms, but they're not new. They're the same ones just reskinned and with the main. So you're not getting anything that looks really different or that is different. It just has got a different skin and some tusks. In the case of the troll ones, and then the warrior ones have got the the stranger main. Well, the troll cats, you can't use a word better than different. It looks like a freaking pack of Skittles exploded all over something. I That's not far from the truth. That's, yeah, it's, it was just not cool. But, uh, yeah, no, the, uh, I, I was not impressed overall like i i did like the um the worgen bear actually doesn't look too bad although by putting the pupils in with the eyes it makes them look a little too human it it looks a little bizarre i like the armor on the uh the paws and stuff but i mean that's not rocket science that's not a huge deal but i mean that's not bad but the 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 shining eyes that look real i no (laughs) the thing is is after seeing this because again, between the female, um, the female worgen look, and then looking at this, I'm thinking I'm not going to be um, race changing my night elf druid, I guess, because I none of this has impressed me that much. 
I, I think we may see a an update or two, I hope, um, before Cataclysm is actually released. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it just seems like I, I didn't expect the world to move for these. Like I didn't expect them to be earth shattering. Um, but I expected a little bit more of a dramatic shift, even for an alpha work in progress. I expected more of a, um, a heavy stroke. So, um, I'm going to wait and see, cause right now I kind of like some of the things that I'm seeing. I like the armor. I like the mains. I think they look cool and they having played the worgen at the, the convention and seeing how they transform and, uh, looking how they move and stuff like that. The mains could be really, really cool for the characters. Um, so I don't know. It, it's a wait and see. Yeah, I definitely do like the way the warg and bear looks. I, I I dig the armor and the spikes and all that stuff. But even as a work in progress for the other three, if this is the starting point, I don't really see how much farther the ending point is going to be at this point. Good point. Exactly what I would have said, too. I it, Again, having seen what the end point is for the Night Elf and the Turin ones with the, the reskins, this is not going to be any better. And when you're looking at it, the fact that it's pretty much the same creature, just they slapped on the armor on the, the elbows and the, the pads like for the bearer and then the, the main, that's about it. They're just the opposite, the, the opposite cats and bears. That's all the difference is. So I, I was a little disappointed. I, it, it's something that obviously people have been waiting for quite a while for. And it's something that uh, with the, the Worgen females as well, like people were dying to know what they were going to look like. And if this is the big reveal, man, <laughs> I'm not impressed. I, I really am not. It, but like you said, too, I am looking forward to seeing the, the hair on these models mm-hmm. and just how much of a difference it'll make. Although, to be quite honest, looking at them, I don't know that the hair would make that that much of a difference. Well, it it very well may it depends on how it makes the rest of the face look for me because that's really where my um my problem really lies. Like the rest of the body, I can kind of get it, I kind of understand it. The rest of the body looks fine, but the face just looks too not feral enough, I guess, for me. Like when I think Worgen, I think you know, movie werewolf type thing. And the, the males definitely got that feel. Yeah. Uh, the, the male worgen definitely feel like this feral, you know, monstrosity. Uh, and Blizzard has said they want this to be a monstrous race. I mean, look at Torn. Torn are the monstrous, one of the monstrous races for the Horde. The males feel very brutish. They look very brutish. The women, even though they're daintier than the males, still feel brutish. Um, I want to see some of that feral aggression come out in the females, and it it very well can be done with just proper hair and just the way that it's animated too. Um, sounds silly, but it's it's definitely true, you know. See, I'm glad you said that, Joe, because that kind of points out one of the little tweaks, like issues I have with the female worgen skin. You look at the female orcs, the female tauren, the female trolls. They're obviously female without being overly female they still retain the essence of their races i mean i'm sorry no matter what you do you can't make a sexy tauren unless Mm -hmm. that's what you're into whereas if you look at the female worgen it's it still fits that rpg fantasy prototype of what a female is supposed to look like you can make a wolf look feminine without giving it the exact same curves every other model has so and again i understand that they are work in progress 
Um, I mean, this they've, they've even said that things are going to change. Um, I feel that the male models are pretty much where they're going to be um, with some minor tweaks. So I'm okay with that as long as they work on the female models. Because I'll be honest, I'm really looking forward to switching my female Night Elf Hunter. Uh, I want to race change her into a Warkin. Um, I just do. But if it's going to look not feral enough, not mean enough, then I won't bother. It's, it's almost like they were trying to make it too pretty to still appeal to the core alliance crowd. Yeah, but the core alliance crowd is not what it used to be. And I think that's also one of the um, the weird things. Like there's this misconception that adults play Horde and kids play Alliance. It's not so much anymore. The lines are very, very blurred. Um, so I don't know if that's really the case because um, it, it may be trying to appeal to the elf lovers. Um, and that's fine, but yeah, I need I need more aggression. I need more feral. I need more monstrosity from this, and that's what I'm hoping I'll see in the months to come. We'll see. Yeah, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more male models than we will of the females. Again, yeah, it's a work in progress, but I can see. Well, personally, I and I'd been really looking forward to this. I'd been thinking this is going to be fantastic. It'll be a nice change too. Granted, I was also thinking with the different druid forms that it would be something significantly different than what we've had forever so i was really looking forward to it and then they both dropped this week and it was like oh crap <laughs> all right well i guess i'm sticking with what i got now what they spent their entire they spent their entire innovation bu- budget on the goblin totems yeah dude <laughs> goblins win the expansion i'm sorry the, the the character models the totems the racial mount uh, they won they definitely won all right what also dropped this week was red dead redemption Actually, yes. last week, we should say. Now, you picked it up. Did you pick it up on a release date? Yep. And tell us about it. What do, What have you been feeling? You've been playing it on the 360, of course. Okay, the, the, the best way that I can describe this, and it is a buzzword that we use quite a bit, it is a cinematic gaming experience. It really, really is. Rockstar did fantastic. Every, every little detail of this game screams Old West. The soundtrack, the sound, the character speeches, the animations, the the locales, the environments, everything screams Old West. And the storyline of it fits it, too. It's it's the last vestiges of the Old West that are currently fighting um, modernization. They're fighting becoming cities. They're fighting this industrialization. And the main character is just perfect. The only thing that I have found lacking from the game is there is no cameo from Sam Elliott voice work anywhere. (laughs) That is literally the only thing missing. Like the lighting is spectacular. The gunfighting is actually really, really nice and fluid. The controls are nice. Um, There's a couple graphical glitches when you're like got an overturned like stagecoach, but nothing major. But it's just a solid game. And from the first 10 minutes you play of this game, if you're not hooked, you either really hate Westerns or you are blind. Because, I mean, the the detail that they put into the fires, the detail they put into the grass and how it, everything in the environment reacts to your character. I mean, if you liked Grand Theft Auto 3 or Grand Theft Auto 4, this blows those environments out of the damn water. I, I cannot speak highly enough of this game. I really do enjoy it. And honestly, it's just sitting down and playing it, it really does feel like I'm playing the main character of a Western movie. It's just, it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. And the cool thing about it, one thing that I've seen a lot of games really, really just do wrong. 
voice work with facial animation. A lot of games have this problem where the facial animations just don't line up with the voice work for whatever reason. Two games that have done this perfectly, Batman Arkham Asylum, the facial animations were perfect for the voice work, and Red Dead Redemption. Absolutely spot on. When they zoom in for your characters, the conversations, it's like they had somebody in a bodysuit that they just made them read off the lines and they just took their face and planted it right in the game. Well, that's something that we saw. I don't know if they're using that same technology now with games, although it would stand to reason that perhaps they are. If not, they will be soon. That's something that they did with the Avatar movie, um, mm-hmm. wherein they had that facial recognition because they had the cameras right on the actors when they were doing the the ping pong settings for for any of the action scenes. They also had the cameras right in front of their faces so that they, they could blend that into the animations that were being created so that the... It was spot on in terms of expressions as well as the the lip movement for all of the the lines and whatnot. So if they're not already doing something similar for animations within games, then it's only a matter of time. And you can see it here, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did do something similar to that. I mean, I'm thoroughly impressed. I mean, I was playing it this weekend with with chart watching, and she was like, "Holy shit, this world is awesome." I mean, it's it's just it grips you and the way that the animation is just so fluid and really damn near perfect. It just fits the game. I cannot sing the praises of this game highly enough. Now, did you do a lot of the multiplayer stuff in it? Oh, God, the multiplayer is insane. Okay, the lobby for the multiplayer is open exploration of the world while you're waiting for your game to begin. You can go anywhere in the world. You get your horse. You can go anywhere doesn't matter where everything is unlocked you can go and explore and that's pretty awesome in and of itself because what other games have a lobby quite that big that's uh, the entire game world and the shootouts oh my god it's like okay corral on crack it is wonderful i was playing with one of my my D buddies uh he has it and it's just it was insane you start out with like this dueling position between both teams you can dive for cover and you know shoot right off the bat try to beat somebody on the draw it's just it's so hectic and awesome i mean it it same excitement that i got when i used to play team fortress classic same level of excitement i mean it it's fluid too like there's not a lot of like the code that they're using whatever net code they're using is pretty damn good it plays really well over xbox Hmm. Well, apparently it plays a lot better on the Xbox, or at least looks a lot better on the Xbox than it does on the three on the PS3. Um, yes, I was actually I've actually been looking for a PS3 game to play because just because, and um, so I was thinking about this, and I was I knew that the graphics weren't quite as good the resolution. However, because of the way that the PS3 um, renders graphics versus the 360, it's different. You can have a different and and it doesn't. It still looks the same. They've tried to compare that with a variety of games. However, that being said, when I read was for this one in particular, the difference are are very noticeable. That the 360 version is far superior. I haven't played the PS3 version yet, but that's what I'm hearing as well. Um, I think that, I, I, and I think that comes from just I think they programmed for it first, maybe. But I don't know. I have it for the 360, so I'm absolutely happy as like a pig and shit. So, well, maybe they were just in in the same camp with with uh, with Valve. There, there's no PS3 love in there at, at all. <laughs> Some of the recent comments have, have gone to, to prove that, which kills me because when you have a company like, say, Naughty Dog that has created Uncharted and Uncharted 2 that looks so 
unbelievable. I've been playing Uncharted 2 again, and literally I'm stopping at points and just looking around, and I'm playing it on my 50-inch plasma, and it, 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 it can't possibly look better. It just literally cannot. There's some of the, the facial stuff that I mentioned before that, like, the eyes are a little too shiny at times and things like that, but that's pretty minor. But it can't. So when you're looking at this company, if they can do it and they can make a game play as well as Uncharted, I'm sorry, Valve, you can do it. You just don't want to, or maybe it's requiring too much effort, but you definitely can do it. <laughs> okay, moving away from there, though, both of you boys have been playing Alan Wake a lot as well. Oh, yes. yes. I'll All right. let Vince take the lead on this one. Vince, what's your thoughts? Okay, uh, at least for me, Alan Wake is the best horror game I've played since Silent Hill 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, on par with, I'd say, Dead Space, but in completely different ways. They they both use the lighting and the sounds to you know their, set their atmosphere, and whereas... Dead Space had much better gameplay. I feel Alan Wake has a much better storyline and overall atmosphere, whereas Dead Space was freaking terrifying. You didn't want to go around the next corner. Alan Wake, you just feel uncomfortable the entire time you're playing because you never know what turn they're going to take, what twist the story is going to throw at you, how many enemies are just going to literally appear out of the shadows after you. So it's, it's, it's a very unsettling experience. You never quite know what the game is going to do to you next. I feel exactly the same. The game really puts you off balance. And I talked about this before when I talked about uh, Silent Hill Shattered Memories. Um, That game did a lot of the same things, but didn't do it nearly as well as this game does. Um, The best way, and a lot of people are saying this, this is David Lynch does survival horror (laughs) video game. Everything about this game just screams, you are going to be paranoid. Now, my I was talking about this with some friends we were raiding, and we were in a little bit of a down downtime, and I would picked up the game but hadn't played it. And my guild leader at the time, he was absolutely loving the game. He's a military man. He actually got paranoid and freaked out and had to put the game down and walk away from it several <laughs> times. That's how good this game is. Now, the, the best way, the, the Vince was talking about this too, um, you never know what direction anything's going to take because sometimes the, there, are, there are only audio cues as to what's going on. And when you have a surround sound system, it gets even better because sometimes the only hint, the absolutely only hint that there is an enemy near you is just a slight scuff of boot on gravel or a tiny pebble bouncing down the side of a cliff. It is phenomenal because you are cautious the entire time. There are no there's a couple moments where like the music crescendos like very few of those. So it's not like a traditional game where. You know, the music gets ramped up and you're like, okay, there's going to be a boss fight soon. No, you have no clue what's going to happen. You are in this world blind and it is heavily, heavily story driven too. And combat feels, it's a little bit clunky. Like the gameplay is a little, little blocky sometimes, but for a survival horror, it works. You feel awkward. You're, you're playing the, the part of a writer. The character is a novelist. You're not a combat monkey. You're not like Resident Evil. You're not a special uh, forces team getting thrown into a, a weird situation. You're just a writer. You're a writer, and weird shit is happening at you. And when you try to, when a tractor tries to run you over the first time, you get freaked out. I, I this game is another one that that I will say cinematic gameplay because it does. It, it feels like you're watching a horror movie. It really does, and I I love it. I absolutely love it. These two games, I expected 
Red Dead Redemption to be kind of like a remake of Red Dead Revolver, you know, just kind of next generation, not nothing major, completely blindsided by it. Alan Wake, I wasn't originally going to pick up, but everybody kept talking about it, kept talking about it, kept talking about it. Oh, God, love it. Absolutely love it. Like I, I, the first maybe uh, they, they break it down into episodes. The first episode, I'm done with it. I put down the controller. I walk away from the Xbox. I had to get a beer. Yeah, I mean, calling it a cinematic experience, this is like the next generation of cinematic experience. Because yes. <laughs> you said you you said you just finished the first episode, which to people who aren't aware, the story is told as if you were playing through a TV series. Mm. Each each plot point is broken up into episodes, and each episode always ends on this plot twist or this cliffhanger as if it were a serialized TV series. When you got to the f- end of the first episode, they threw that plot twist at you, and then the screen the screen just went out and threw yep. up the logo like a certain other show we won't talk about right now. I don't know about you. I threw my controller in the air and went, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. I mean, to get me that far into a game, too, like, I started playing, and the next thing I know, it's eight o'clock in the morning like and i started playing at midnight so eight hours of just sitting there like cautiously moving around corners trying to figure out what's going on and and everything else and i'm just like oh my fucking god what is this game doing to me and then i get back on um I get back on and i'm talking with uh my friends that are playing and i'm just like damn you damn you for making me play this game it is so fucking awesome it, it will characters. consume you <laughs> oh my god the characters how far are you in the game um, I'm just partway through episode two. Oh, I've been okay. playing a lot so of you haven't characters. you haven't even met some of the coolest characters yet. All I'll say is the Anderson brothers, the heavy metal band from the seventies, are the coolest characters mm. ever. In the in the mental institution? Yes. There there is a uh, not even a boss fight, but in an event in episode four starring the Anderson Brother Ranch that is one of the best gameplay experiences I've had in years. Um, I'm going to take this back a little bit further just to give a little more more idea about the game and actual the mechanics of it. Um, you're not, like I said, you're not uber powerful. You're not a combat monkey. So most of your weapons are like found stuff. Um, your biggest weapon, your biggest source of protection is light. Um, whatever's happening in your area does not like light. And every time something gets consumed, it gets blacked out. So you find yourself in the game scrounging for batteries, for flashlights, looking for flares, looking for sources of fire, looking for safe zones that are created by streetlights on generators and, and things like that. It is absolutely terrifying because when the lights go out, you're pretty well properly fucked. And I can't really stress that enough. And it, and like I said, the, the the combat system, you might have a gun, you may have a revolver, you may have a crowbar, you may have like various pieces of, of things you found. But when that light goes out, it doesn't matter. You can't see what's coming. You're just flailing around in the dark and you will die. I mean, it's it's just it's that sort of gripping um, caustic gameplay that is just absolutely amazing. I mean, seriously, never in my life would I have imagined I would be so happy to find an upgrade to a flashlight. Mm-hmm. Later on in the game, you start getting, you know, bigger flashlights and lanterns. And I was like, oh, my God, better battery. Thank pads. you. Yep. I'm like, oh, oh, I got a better flashlight. I didn't care that I got a pump action shotgun or a hunting rifle. I got a better flashlight. Thank God I can keep the darkness away from me and not go <laughs> hide under the covers for another 10 minutes. Yeah, I mean, and and to create a game that well, I mean, this game is from Microsoft Studios. So guys, 
I mean, whoever whoever's brainchild this was and that team, congratulations. The only gripe, and I have one gripe about this game, and it's the facial animations matching mm. the, the speech. Um, it is very disjointed. Like they did not match the, they did not sync the speech up to the facial animations. So there are a lot of places where you get kind of into the moment and then you watch them talking and it's out of sync a little bit and it does throw you off, but it's a minor concern compared to everything else. Like the gameplay, the game itself is so engrossing. Um, that I can't wait. And the cool thing is for buying it. And I don't, Vince, did you get it for the 360 as well? Yes. It's only available on 360, isn't it? Oh, that's right. No, I thought it was uh, available for online for uh, PC as well, but uh, yeah, I think it's only 360. Yeah. Um, you, you, when you purchase the game, you get a code for the next episode. <laughs> it's well, in- not, not quite the next one because there is one available for download now at 800 points, but the free one comes out in July. Mm hmm. And they're talking about so, the next one after that already as well. Mm-hmm. It, and but, I can totally buy into it for this game. I really Oh, can. yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially if they tell the stories like I really want to know more about the FBI agent. And, you know, there's all these other characters that they could easily do an episode focused around a completely different character. I'm going to attack it from different angles, just like a TV show. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah. Okay. Well, so obviously, the episodic content done right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. When you guys have been talking about the episodic content, it's actually sent a little shiver down my my back, kind of thing, and kind of going, yeah, I don't know. But um, but this is obviously done quite differently. Yeah, I I cannot. These two games, Red Dead Redemption and Alan Wake. If you have money to burn, pick them up. I, I mean, even if you just need to rent them for a little while, rent it before you purchase it. Whatever. I will queue it up on uh, GameFly. Go to Blockbuster. Whatever. Get the game. Play it, you'll be hooked too. Well, how many hours gameplay are we talking about for Alan Wake, though? I've heard anywhere in the 12 to 15 range, which, while by our standards, by for the lore standards, may not be that great. I mean, it's about average for any non RPG these days. It's, yeah, I'm hearing about average of 20. Uh, between 15 and 20 myself but that's also taking into account how slow people are moving towards the towards the end of the game simply because the game sets the pace uh where it doesn't want you going breakneck through it because going breakneck through it's just gonna get you killed um so i mean it's it's a good investment for the money i mean you get your money's worth out of those 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 hours and i can see replayability in it as well um, I can see going through it and maybe not being as scared, but wanting to go through a second time with a little more confidence. So I'm OK with that. Red Dead Redemption is also about uh, if you just do the straight story uh, quest is about 20 hours. If you do all the side quests is about 60 hours. Well, on top of that, though, you've got the, um, the, the, the online gameplay, the online gameplay as well, the multiplayer. So, so yeah, no, I've been looking at both of those. I really had very little interest in Alan Wake before, and then as I've been hearing more and more, it's been one of those. God damn it! Now I'm gonna have to play something else. <laughs> I, I I just want to ask a question here. When the hell did the middle of May become second freaking Christmas? You know Red what? Dead I'm okay with it. Alan Wake, Blur, Split Second, Mario Galaxy Two. What the hell? All in a week. <laughs> I'm a happy camper for May because they're getting ready for that summer rush with kids. I'm okay with it. Well, this is there's going to be a dry period too. So yeah, get them now because there's not much coming out during the summer. And then it's the fall that'll kill you. Transformers. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the collector's edition for Fable 3 was announced. And God damn it, they put playing cards in there. I love yeah. trading cards. 
I collect playing cards. So yeah, I saw this and it was like, oh, you bastards. I still haven't decided whether or not I, I, I have, well, I, I know I have no faith in them, but, but whether I have any faith in the IP, I kept, again, we talked about it before, I, I keep thinking about, well, for the most part, I still had fun playing Fable 2. It was far too simple and I hated the ending, but the actual gameplay and messing around and stuff did have its moments and I'm... I still haven't decided, but the, the collector certainly does look good. It's only coming out for the 360, the collector's edition. Um, but man, doesn't it ever look good? This is a good news, bad news. Good news is it's actually a really good value for only an extra $20. But bad news, it further reinforces that the 360 is going to be the definitive version to play. And they really, really don't care about the PC version. We, we saw that happen with Dante's Inferno. Um, with PS3 and 360. So I'm not terribly surprised to see the reverse happen. Well, at least that made sense because it was, you know, console exclusivity. There, there's there's no reason to have exclusivity between 360 and PC. Yeah, no, it's absolutely right there. Um, but it is the, the their primary platform platform yeah not console obviously platform for for um for fable has been the 360 so mm -hmm. well xbox i should say and so it's not surprising to me in the least um it is going to net you not just the uh, the cool playing cards which i want and the coin whoop de doo uh but you're also going to get some in-game content which again we're seeing all the time now you're going to get some extra in-game content um you're not going to be able to get that for the pc version right away because there's obviously not going to be a collector's edition however you'll be able to buy it later on if you want but again for 20 bucks if you are buying the game you're going to have the extra content and and the cards and the cards see <laughs> uh, i i want this to be a good game i really do and i got my fingers crossed and i'm hoping that it'll come out and people are going to be like okay this doesn't suck molyneux didn't lie this time you know and, and i'm hoping that i'll get that that oh, pleasant surprise he lied we know he lied <laughs> it's just to the extent exactly that's yeah, okay, my okay. point <laughs> i i know for a fact he's lying point okay, blank line bastard but it's the the okay how badly how yeah. much how far am i gonna have to bend over is what i'm getting at because i i want this collector set i'm sorry yeah it looks <laughs> I hate good the, hate the series but i want the collector set i uh <laughs> again I, some of the things that they're talking about putting into this um are interesting concepts like your weapon dynamically changing based on the type of player that you are that's kind of freaking cool i like that that's very very cool um, wasn't that promised to us in two no not that i know of i okay, don't continue. remember ever hearing that um so that's kind of cool there's a lot of things that are being introduced that sound interesting the the thing about whether or not you're keeping all your promises once you take the throne that's something that i can see him screwing that up royally no pun intended um but i can see that happening but there's a lot of other things that they're introducing that sound kind of cool the john cleese will be fun to play it'll be fun to play with john cleese in the game anyway yes. you cut it even if it's bad it's still john cleese it'll be funny it'll be like even the outtakes that they had in the, in the last videos um it'll be fun so that's a pro as well so yes they 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 made the navigation system 
very different and not as much menus and more about having to walk through your closet and blah, 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 whatever, fine. As long as they make it fun, I'm cool with that. So again, I... I, I I just don't want to be the one to jump in and buy it and then be disappointed that I wasted all that money on it. But I sure as hell want it. I would love to give it a shot. So moving on no. from there. Yeah, yeah, I know. You don't care. You know. It's not happening. We'll let you know. Okay, let's move on from there. Perfect World Entertainment invests in Torchlight. They bought a majority share, uh, 8.4 million majority stake in Runic Games, which means that the MMO is definitely being fast track now and will be out this was interesting because you got different people saying things about this now from the people who were happy saying good for you guys runic you got some money in your pocket to to do this now and some people saying okay well perfect world is just going to screw screw it up now the mmo what some people don't realize is that perfect world was going to be publishing this anyway so they were going to have a say now they're going to have perhaps more of a say who knows but the impression that I got all along was that it was going to be a perfect world MMO and that's that. Runic Games was just going to be developing it. So I can see it where it's going to be the same as some of the other games where you're paying for certain items in the game through microtransactions and things like that. I don't know. What are your boys' thoughts on this? Cautious. I'm kind of... Go ahead. I'm kind of I'm kind of okay with it. I mean, yeah, like you said, it was already a deal that was in place, and it's not like it's Activision or EA or Warner Brothers buying them out. I mean, Perfect World they they're they're not that big, and they're, I don't think they're really going to push uh, Runic that much. I mean, they they know what they have in Runic, and they I, I I should hope they know enough that if you just let these guys do their thing, you're you're going to have gold. Cautiously optimistic is the word I'm going to use here. Um, combining the two can become uh can see that fruit that idea of that beautiful world of torchlight coming to fruition in this full lush environment for an mmo or it can be the complete and total downfall um it's kind of hard to find which way it's going to go or make a prediction on it but i'm cautiously optimistic um perfect world isn't the greatest but it's not the worst um and as long as the runic boys maintain creative control um and have direct input on what happens i'm okay with that because i have nothing but faith in the team those guys they know how to make a good game which is evident by torchlight anybody who's played it knows that the game is solid um you know they they understand they're gamers they're gamers just like us um, so, I mean, it's just a matter of seeing what they do with it now that they're going to have a little more backing. I'm, I'm also like, again, I was expecting quite a bit of the perfect world, like battle of the immortals mentality behind this. The only thing that I thought would be that would work in our favor is point blank. Again, runic, you've got a North American based um development studio working on it so they're going to have that um that in mind when they're creating it and then when you're looking at it okay well so perfect world is going to put their spin on it for the microtransactions and things like that if it's well done and isn't just about gouging i don't have as much problem with it either i it could work and the fact that they're giving them this nice chunk of change as well to help speed development to me that's a win there because frankly yeah. the sooner they can get this out the better i can't i can't wait to play an mmo based on this world that they've created and if they proceed like they said when they were talking to us as well too if they proceed with the mmo under the same 
concepts that they had for Torchlight of it being fun and everything else and making it so that it's different than your traditional MMO in terms of navigation and different things and all that, it could potentially break a mold and and really stand out from the crowd to then make it actually quite successful. Financially, I'm very happy with the move because I don't know about you guys, but was I the only one shocked to see that Torchlight only sold 500,000 copies? Yeah, actually. For the, Especially for the... since it was only about five to ten bucks for the game. I mean, that's not a whole lot of cash flow to develop an MMO. No, no, it's not. And I was actually really shocked by that, too. The numbers were very surprising because, I mean, I bought it when it was 20 bucks. Uh, I was perfectly happy to give them $20 and play my game. But I would have expected that more people would have picked it up um, when it went down to $5 sales on Steam, when it went to $10 sales on Steam, uh, or or through their own their own purchasing uh, uh, point of sales. I would have expected more than what their, their totals were. So it did shock me. So I'm happy that they're getting more money to actually do work with because we've seen it before. You can be as creative as you want to be, but you can only do so much if you don't have the funding to do it. Well, the thing with the, those numbers to remember as well is that they didn't have the marketing blitz that something like, you know, a Rockstar game has with Red mm-hmm. Dead and things like that. So those are selling that many more copies. I don't know about you guys, but I've spoken to a number of gamers that you mentioned Torchlight and they go, what's that? And it's like, oh, you idiot. Go download it now. Just do it. Trust me on this one. And inevitably, each time, they are quite happy that they have. But I've spoken to many people who don't have a clue. Like, they didn't have the store, in-game store presence for a while with their retail copies. That makes a big difference there, too. And it's still the majority of the, the purchases would have been through digital means. So again, I don't think that they had quite enough of the marketing blitz that they would have needed. But then again, marketing blitz costs money. So mm-hmm. it's a... They, they can only do so much. Uh, how much more of a marketing blitz do you need, though, than winning best PC game of the year from 50 different publications? Well, that's again, I mean, that that's going to have to go with uh, what uh, what uh, Ian Derrick is saying there in the chat. Um, it was a highly pirated game for a lot of areas. But I mean, the people that would pirate it, the people that are interested in it, um, generally don't read a whole lot of those magazines. I mean, <laughs> you could you can see PC Gamer and, and PC World and, and and you know, Maximum Gamer and all these other publications that are out there that are given these huge stamps of approval, GamePro and everything else. They're, they're given this, you know, game of the year, game of the year, game of the year, you know, breakout title, whatever. But if you don't read those magazines, it doesn't matter. I mean, sure, it's free press, but I mean, it's just like us. I mean, we're we're a good group of guys. We have a good fan base. I like our fans. Um, but even with like appearing on podcasts when they're doing it for free, you know, we're not paying them to do it. They're not paying us to do it. You know, things like that. I mean, it only goes so far. And if you don't have the money to put up for, for market penetration, I mean, let's be honest, the average American spends how many hours in front of a TV? If you can't reach the market there, you're you're losing a good chunk of possible, you know, possible buyers. So, all right, yeah, even still, 500000 seems way too low to me. I, I definitely agree, but I also have a, a very deep love of this game. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on from there and talk about some more Guild Wars 2 news. Because after the um, news came out about the dynamic events and uh, for questing and whatnot, they got a crap load of questions. <laughs> 
<laughs> about this and what that would mean to you as you're gaming. One of the uh, things that I noticed especially is, and I'm quite glad, is they made a point of making certain that you couldn't grief someone based on whatever event is happening. Um, that's pretty huge because, again, if anybody can just pop in and change the tides of how you are doing your questing based on that event then it's important that they do it in such a way that it's not going to screw over other people because you know damn well there's a lot of people who just play to grief other people oh yeah oh yeah um what got me the most though was when they were talking about um the cycling events chains did you read about that on uh, i think it was massively yep um how they're how these events are going to um, weave and maneuver around each other. I thought that was actually really interesting um, that each one is going to have many different possible outcomes um, and allows the characters to inf- players to influence the world without ruining it for everybody else. Um, it, it's it's nice. It's it's nice to see that they're they're answering these questions. Uh, what appears to be honestly too. Um, you know, I have a, a, after playing Guild Wars now, I have a lot more faith in them than I did before, uh, before touching the game. So I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see a little bit more later on down, down the line, but I'm, I'm feeling better about it. I'm feeling better about, uh, this game. The more I hear about it, I mean, problems aside, it it seems like they're going to be going into this the right way. Yeah, I thought it was pretty amazing when they were talking about how theoretically you could have two different groups of players working on two completely different events that hadn't even have nothing to do with each other. And just by chance that these events are going on at the same time, they can meld into one larger event. I'm like, that's that's mind blowing. Well, what I also thought was point blank mind blowing, too, is like when an event is taking place, if there's nobody that's going to be around to do something about it, whether it's a defender or whatever, um, the event is still going to take place. So you've got a dragon who's swooping down on a small village that's going to destroy the village. And the event is taking place so that anybody can destroy that dragon so that the village can survive. If nobody is there, that village is getting destroyed. And the next time you go by it, the village is gone. Mm-hmm. That's huge. That's when you're talking about something like that, you're talking about a living, breathing world that you're going to be able to play in. Yeah. How'd you like to be that guy who you're running by and they're like, oh, the dragon's attacking. Help us out. And they're like, oh, screw you, buddy. I got a quest to turn in. And just as you get there, the dragon eats your freaking quest NPC. <laughs> and that's and that's cool. I mean, that's just the idea of a living world is awesome. The idea of a world that will have lasting effects. I mean, we're talking about this. We're talking about the, the, the guys from Terra, you know, I mean, to have a world where players have that much of an influence, even if it is, you know, their particular world, that instance or whatever. I think that's, that's awesome. I think that just, it's, it's taking gameplay to a new level. Now, what I'm curious about is whether like they're, they're going to be doing a lot of, events over time the what i'm finding confusing is are these events constantly going to be changing so that if i create an alt you know a character today and village a is being attacked by a dragon and then it's going to be destroyed i create an alt in two weeks am i going to come up against 
the same thing. Like if you're talking about constant events all the time like that, that are going to have an impact on the the entire world, the entire game world, then you're looking at some pretty significant development dollars that are going to have to go into that. Yeah, the way they, they're, they're making it sound is, yes, while it's theoretically possible to come across the same events, you know, the same chain of events in the same order, it's one, not that likely based upon the number of other events they have going on. And two, who's to say the events are going to play out the same way? You know, maybe you'll save the village. Maybe you won't save the village. Maybe you'll save the village, but the town hall gets burned down. So it, right now it's really too, too soon to tell where they're going with it. Yeah, exactly. It, it, um, they've got me hooked. <laughs> That's for damn sure. I can't wait to hear more because every time they're providing more answers, I've got more questions because the logistics behind this is absolutely insane. I mean, if they can pull it off, more power to them. I want them to pull it off. I want to play this so badly the more that I hear about it. It's just the... Again, when you start looking at the development costs of village A being burnt down, so the creation of that village now, like, it's gone. So you've got a pile of rubble. Now, how long is that pile of rubble going to stay there? Eventually, are they just going to have workers come and rebuild the city so that they can perhaps another time do that event again so you see what i mean like every time they're providing some answers it's like <laughs> that's not enough buddies because i had four questions before now i got nine so <laughs> see yeah you're, you're right there and you're you're finally starting to see the the point i raised a couple weeks ago of with this with this not being a subscription-based game is that funding going to be there well yeah because if they keep going down this path i i'm sure they've got it mapped out in terms of events and things like that and the, what the development cost will be to be able to maintain those events throughout the life of the game. I I know they're planning it out. It's just the more they're saying, again, the logistics of this are absolutely insane. Anyways, we're going to take a short break from here, go fill our drinks, and then we will be back with some more news shortly. Ah. A road in a gang. They left me to die after I'd been shot. I left the gang after the gang left me. I tried to go straight. I did. Then I got me more trouble. You can't change, John! Do deals with outlaws, boy. Yeah, you do. You are the bounty hunter, huh? Your country loves to make trouble in mine. Perhaps you come to hunt me, huh? <laughs> you always did have a high opinion of yourself, John. This is America, where a lying, cheating degenerate can prosper. What will you do now, Mr. Marston? Now I'm gonna take my time and go after him the less kind way. It's gonna be a bloody job. I don't know any other kind. I was right all along. This savage heart cannot be conventionally civilized. Maybe you live in a different America than we. I'm gonna 
cut you up piece by piece. <laughs> Civilization is a truly beautiful thing, Mr. Marston. Well, old man, looks like things is about to get settled once and for all. So it seems. And we're back, folk. Thanks for holding out for us. Um, I thought I'd like to talk about uh, Darkspawn Chronicles for a while. Vince, you played through it, you said? I would love to talk about Darkspawn Chronicles. Knock yourself out. All right. Um, Darkspawn Chronicles, I found it to be very fun. A nice, unique twist on the game. Well, not necessarily very fun. The, The concept was very fun. The execution was very fun. Playing it was not very fun. Because first of all, they, they they put you off as this Herlock Vanguard. Awesome. I'm a big brute wearing badass armor, swinging a big sword. Cool. All right. They start you off. You, you can't choose your talents. You can't choose your stats. They just throw you right in. And you're playing with the Herlock who's got a sword and shield. Okay. I can deal with that. They give you one offensive ability. And I'm just going to say no defensive abilities because of the few that you do learn, they actually give you talents that you don't have the stats to use. If you look at your talent menu, you have talents that are red because you don't have the right stats to use them. And it's not like you can get gear to pump up your stats like, oh, no, you get nothing. You just run through this campaign, which is a cool campaign. Again, any chance you have to kill Alistair is perfectly fine by me. (laughs) (laughs) And but I just found myself playing as the Shriek or as the Ogre. I I I ignored my main character. It just he was not fun to play. Joe, did you play through it? I have not. Um, I'm still playing another playthrough of Awakening. So uh, I haven't even purchased the uh, the actual expansion for the uh, or the the downloadable content for the Darkspawn Chronicles. Um, I will eventually do it just because it's only like five bucks. Um, and get to play through it just to kind of be done with it to say I played it. But with Vince's glowing review of it there, I'm not exactly <laughs> leaping or chomping at the bit to play it as much as I was like awakening. <laughs> See, that's the thing with me too. I actually picked it up the day of release, paid for it, and I installed it, but I hadn't had the chance to play it yet. And then I started hearing things about it, and then I was like, ah, oh, damn. So really, I haven't rushed to play it. I still want to, but I really am in not much of a rush now, which is too bad because the concepts certainly sound phenomenal. But then the concepts will only take you so far. It's the gameplay that will keep you playing. See, again, gameplay, gameplay aside, there's still a great concept there. It's something that could theoretically have a lot of fun with. But the biggest disappointment to me was that it meant nothing like okay it's it's a theoretical campaign you know okay we obviously know it didn't happen yeah it's a what if at least give us an epilogue tell us what happens after you kill the gray wardens no you go the dragon roars 25 achievement points done yeah and and that's what i'm kind of i don't know sad about because i'm hearing that from everybody is just hearing the end of it getting to that point it's like eh. um yeah, I would like to have like even just a scrolling text to say what happens. What are the ramifications? So, well, hopefully they're they're going to hear from the, what people are saying about this, so that as they are putting out other things, 
we'll see more improvements. Um, so that they can hire the guys that made what we're talking about next. Oh, yes. dude, they need to hire this guy, these guys. There's a video for those who are watching live. You're watching it now. Um, there's a Machinima video that was created, uh, The Warden's Fall. So what they're doing is they're making this. What is it a three-part, they said? I can't remember if the how many parts this is going to be. But the the first episode is out right now. It's not that that long. You're looking at maybe five minutes all told, and then there's the credits for the last couple of minutes. But it's amazing. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. Like, this is better, I mean, maybe not better, on par with any of the in-game footage that's in the game right now. This is phenomenal. Well, and I think it really, um, two things about this really caught me. First of all, this was made with the toolkit that everybody who owns the game has. So if you bought this game, you have the ability to make this type of stuff. So you have the ability to to go in and, and pump your creative juices in and make something this epic. It's really, really awesome. And I loved, loved the five minutes of it. It just seems so cool. The second part, did you notice the name of the warden? Uh, yeah, yes. What was it again? Kristoff. Right. Yes. Yes. And if you've played Awakening, you know who Kristoff is. Well, I haven't played Awakening, so I don't know who Kristoff is. Oh, but we'll, go, we'll go with that. I'm, I'm getting right, there. Well, I'm getting there. I had to stop to play Alan Wake. It, it, it gives... It's sort of giving almost a backstory to a character that doesn't have a solid backstory, which I think is kind of awesome, um, which caught me and made me very, very happy. Um, So I'm hoping I can't wait to see more of it because this is this is awesome. And to have this much power given to you to make this level of content uh, just from the tools that you get from getting the game. That I, I'm, yeah, I love it. Well, I mean, when you look at everything that they did here, and I, I, I enjoy different machinima, but this is above and beyond. When like the, these guys use different cinematic settings, the way that the camera even moves a little is a little bit jittery. The all of the different angles that they used, everything, it's incredible, and the voice acting, wow. Like, really, there's, yeah. there's not a ton of things that are said, but the voice acting is phenomenal in this. Again, major props to these guys. They did a fantastic job. So, yeah, if you haven't uh, if you haven't seen it, I'm, I'm sure Roger will put it in the show notes. Make sure you click it. It's well worth your time. It's well worth the five minutes that you can set aside. Yeah, definitely worth watching. I will have it in the show notes. Um, next up, let's talk about the uh, world map for Final Fantasy XIV that we saw. On uh, It was leaked from the Famitsu magazine. I'm sure that you saw this, Vince. Yeah, it's it's a map. <laughs> it's a map. What do you, what more do you want? <laughs> Well, the, it's showing the breadth of the, the the what the where you're going to be playing and everything like that, like just how much is is going to be available to you. All right. Well, it the fact that it's a map isn't. It, it's just the way to me Square is going about it. For for so many other games, for Terra, for the Old Republic, for even Cataclysm, they give you little bits of information. And then they keep building it up to release. No, no. Square's doing it back asswards. They gave us a crap ton of information. What was it? Two months ago when we did that special mm-hmm. episode? We haven't heard a bloody thing from them since. 
So, oh, okay, we gave you all this awesome information about races and classes and great. And two months later, here's a map. I'm, well, I'm, and I'm, I'm just upset. <laughs> and some guild information, Vince. How important is that to know the different guilds you can work for? I don't know. I was I was not impressed oh, by yeah, this. Fine. You this know what? Elite. I thought Vince would be all over this, but fine. Let's move on to Terra. It's a map. <laughs> yeah, but again, it's if they had shown like look at how much attention was given to the map with the changes for Cataclysm or things like that. Yeah, like okay. when you're looking okay, at I'll, how much is involved in the zone that you're going to be playing in. Like that, give me a comparison point. If you're going to show me a map, compare it to something else. Yeah. Get, like there was um there a, a little while ago we linked uh it was on wow.com we linked uh, uh, an article and I can't find it now for the life of me it was just the size of your game world and it showed all these different games and compared all these different games and their game world and playable areas to each other if it had something like that to say here is your playable area in Final Fantasy 11 compare it to what it's going to be playable area wise in Final Fantasy you know 14 that would be something but it is it's just a damn map on its own and a, and a map on its own means nothing I mean I'm sorry I don't read korean so i don't know what else is there you know i don't know if there's like tons of spoilers on this thing and going through the threads for it i don't see anything so i, I mean give me a comparison point or tell me exactly what's going on and the, the the reaction of oh my god you know this is so awesome i'm sorry i don't feel it i'm with vince it's a fucking that, map that just shows you how desperate the community is for any information on this game oh yeah it's like an alcoholic drinking cough syrup on their 12th step because so many of us really, really want it to be good. <laughs> All right, fine. Let's move on to Terra. Um, and not a ton of news with Terra. The most important of it being that they worked on their character customization. Now, this is something that they talked about when we interviewed them, and it's 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 quite obvious. The game still being in early beta. Um, they they just haven't put everything in. But one of the things that people uh, were complaining about who went into the focus test groups was that there were just not enough customization options. So let's just play this here. I'm actually going to turn the volume down because it's loud. But uh, they, they certainly put in a whack load more options to customize your people. Now, having played Ion and knowing that some of that is going to bleed into this, I figured that there would be a crap load of different customization options. So I, I was impressed there. There's obviously a lot here. You can set yourself up from the crowd. Yeah, all I'll say is this is the most intense trailer I've ever seen about hairstyles. <laughs> this music and the production, it's just like, wow, oh, this is great. It, it, okay, it's hairstyles, character creation. Love it. Great. <laughs> You just a downer. What happened after the break? Did your pee come <laughs> well, out pink? Like, what's going on? Look at it this way. We're talking about Red Dead Redemption, Alan Wake, and now we're talking about maps and haircuts. I'm sorry. It's just not there. Well, I, I will I will be the midway man here because it is pretty cool to see the level of customization they're giving oh, no. Oh, on, I, on some of these I things. I mean, <laughs> when you go into a game and you have like a monster, so it's like the giant race. I think that was cool, like all the different variety you had for that. Um being able to control like the pitch and level of your elf ears, that was kind of cool. I mean, it, it, it honestly, you have to have an aesthetic appeal to your game, otherwise, because you could be staring at this avatar for you know however long. Um, so it's pretty nifty. It's just, I mean, it, it's typical Eastern gaming, it's it's 
you know, this concentration on this, like everything is so epic. So this trailer, we've said it before, make really, really good trailers for everything. It's just going to be the end result that I'm waiting to see. So I'm yeah. cool. I'm, I'm happy that they're putting more customization into it. As long as they can deliver everything else we were talking about, they can give me 14,000 shades of blue. I don't care. Uh, I will hit random and just go into the game world and play the game as long as everything else is good. So, yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, I think it's really cool. And like, OK, I really love the options. And contrary to what we just saw with Square, it's a progression of the information we've already received, which I welcome. I just thought it was hilarious that they had this really intense trailer about haircuts. Yeah, but it's because that they and it wasn't just haircuts. Stop with just saying the haircuts. There was more to it for Christ's sakes. My God, get over yourself. Just because we touched on some important things at the beginning of the podcast doesn't mean that every single piece of news is going to be as earth shattering. You know, some of your Transformers news, I got to tell you, wasn't as earth shattering. And yet you portrayed it to be as such. So back to this. I'm not saying that it's a huge deal, but what I'm saying is that because it is something that people made such a huge deal about, that there wasn't enough customization, boom, presented in a way that is epic, that does make you believe that, okay, obviously you made the required changes. It's not just about changing a couple of hairstyles. You went above and beyond, will look different, boom, you made your point, and it looks cool. So I actually, I was impressed. It looked great. It showed just how diverse the game world will be because that's one of the things that I hate about games that don't offer you nearly enough choices i mean even wow i mean let's be honest there are not that many different choices in terms of customizing your avatar for wow like pretty much everybody looks the same there's so many so when you went into a game like ion that had a crap load of problems but it was fantastic seeing so many different types of people i really enjoyed that so i'm quite looking forward to that in this as well I'm not talking. Yeah, apparently not. That's good. I don't think I'm getting my point across right, so I'm not talking. I understand your point. I'm looking. I am looking forward to seeing um, the variety of players that are going to be running around this this world. Um, I am looking forward to that. I just, you know, um, I want to see more like meat like this is the icing i want to get past the icing to the gooey center you know so i can't wait for that bit so i am excited about this and i do like this and i am i'm i am happy that we had this cool trail that showed us all the different options they're going to make available i'm really interested to see the combat system the ui I, I can't wait to get my hands on it and just you know play around and make make my paporia lancer you know so i don't know yeah, well, we have been hearing more news as they've been making the rounds on different podcasts and news sites as well. And we are going to be having people come on this show again quite a bit by the sound of it. The PR guy and I have been talking more about having different people on to discuss a bunch of different aspects of the game as it's being developed, So, which is going to be fantastic. I'm hoping to get somebody on soon so that we can talk some more about the political system because that is something that people have asked a lot of questions about and are very interested in. That being said, we're going to wrap up the show at that. We're going to have a little post show afterwards for anybody who wants to stick around. Make sure to check out the show. Uh, it should be released tomorrow, same as usual, because we should have another feature on the Handheld Minute by my man Kirby. And actually the game that he's supposed to be reviewing that he said he was going to, I actually want to play. So I want to hear what he has to say about it. <laughs> so download the podcast. Let us know what you think. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review on iTunes. We appreciate those more than you realize. That said, we will talk to you guys next week.
This is Kirby with a handheld minute with a review for Chaos Rings. Feeding from the Final Fantasy universe, Chaos Rings takes on the iPhone iPod Touch market in a direct fashion. You'll take command of one of two couples whom were summoned by a being only known as the Agent for a battle against one another. The victor gains immortality and eternal youth. Any attempts to break the rules or escape is met with death. The game allows you to select one out of two couples whom will face off one against another. The game starts with five couples set up in teams and the mysterious man known as the Agent. The game is a traditional turn-based RPG that also allows players to switch between solo and pair commands, allowing for split focus or single focus in fights. Pair commands allow for greater damage, however, you take more damage as both characters take a beating at the same time. Characters are allowed to gather genes of fallen monsters to give the characters additional stats, attack magic, and special abilities of the original monster. This truly awesome game is currently only on the iPhone iPod Touch platform. Expect to play each storyline for 4 to 6 hours, and the game goes for an App Store premium of $12.99. If you want to read notes and additional links for, on this or previous reviews, please visit me at krizek.com. It's K-R-I-Z-H-E-K.com. This has been Kirby with the Handheld Minute. Good day. So what didn't you like about it? The fact that it was the crappiest, cop-out, shitty-ass writing possible for that last wait a minute, one. Wait a, minute, wait a minute. Did they Berman and Braga it? Did they what? Berman and Braga. What the hell's that? Ah, oh, you call yourself a geek. They're the guys that always write the time-traveling stories for every Star Trek series ever and ruin it. Okay, well, why would I? I don't... Yeah, Never Star mind. Trek, Can you go with your yeah. Why are you even talking? They all made this crap up so that they could deal no, with all being no, dead. No, no, no. That's what it no, is. No. no. That's what it is. No, no, no. Everything that happened on the island, all the stuff in the world of what if the plane hadn't crashed. That makes no sense. That, that's no, that makes yes, no sense. Does. No, it doesn't because yes, it does. everybody okay. who left shot up and listen. They tried to pull off okay. a Sixth Sense, except Sixth Sense was done properly and based on, you know, the one person did, but in a reality of everybody else kind of thing. This was just, no, we don't have to explain anything because they made all of that up so that they could deal with the fact that they were dead. You're, you're, you're taking one hell of a leap of faith there. And no, I'm the, not. The, no, I'm not. You're oh, just you are. Way too simply. You, you are. Again, No. No, 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 yes, no. You're, yes. you're reading crap into this you, that was not so there. Raging, that ending, you weren't even paying attention is what happened. No, 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 no. Shut the hell up. Like, again, case in point, what you were just saying about that stupid statue with the foot where they were saying how we put it in as decoration and crap, now we have to write something around it. That's what the entire series has been where they've literally dumped piles and piles of crap, made it up on the fly, and then at the end, oh, we have to make sense of all of this now to answer questions. Oh, they were all dead. They made it all up in their head so that they can be with, deal with being dead. No, that, that's that's not that's not it. That's totally not it. How can you can't say that because you don't know. You, you it, don't it, know either. I'm saying what? What? Yeah. You're implying that this is just over. Oh, shut up, Joe. 
again, I'm not saying it's good writing, but yes, that's the way I'm looking at it. That's how you're looking at it. That's not how it was put in the show. Exactly. You're looking at it in the most simplest way possible and completely overlooking the greater story that they're trying to tell. That's the way I'm looking at it. I'm not arguing. You're completely welcome to your point. I'm just saying this is the way I see it. Okay, whether or not you choose to make a story complicated does not mean it was written as such. I can watch a freaking episode of iCarly and come up with a phenomenal idea of existentialism and everything surrounding it. That doesn't mean that that's how it's supposed to be or that's how it was written as. If you're looking at bad writing and you choose to read a hell of a lot more into it because it makes you feel good, hey, knock yourself out, brother. It's not like the material isn't there that you could potentially do something cool with it. They did not, however, is my point. Hey, that'll tie in later when we actually talk about video games. Ha! Hey, 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 I made it clear on Twitter we're allowed to talk about this. <laughs> Nobody wants to Mr. Hear Man who talk talks about his freaking laundry and his cat climbing up his tree and, and all the woes of everything else in his life. That's not yeah, this is, I, I am nothing but an emo child. Continue on. Oh, this shoot. is something we had to get out of the way. Otherwise, we would just burst out later at some point. We'd That's be fine. talking. We'd I'm be talking about funnier. Dragon Age, and all of a sudden, it would just be like, "Roger, you're a fucking idiot." <laughs> I was about to say, that's the quietest I've ever heard him get into the chair. It was, actually, until I started having to move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Whoa. Oh, yeah, heads up. I'm not going to be here next week. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Hey, give me a week's notice. You're all right. All right. Well, it's becoming oh. habitual, so I, I mean, it, it's not shocking me quite as much. Habitual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How many mm -hmm. times? Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. How many it times? Only, it was only a couple of weeks ago. That's habitual. Uh -huh. I can that's rely on Vince. God, that's a scary thought. Sad state of affairs <laughs> we're in. Seriously, folks. <laughs> when I'm the reliable one, you yeah. are screwed, my Man. friend. Screwed. I just won't come next week. Vince, it's all on you. Yeah, no problem. Just just press the button and walk away. Well, I know you like the sound of your own voice, so you'll be able to talk for a while. No it's, it's not just me. It's not just me. There's droves of fans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Someone save my soul. You have a soul? It's very little, and it drinks a lot, but it's there. <laughs> the shriveled mass. The prune that used to be your soul. It's it's a raisin. That, that, that applies to a lot of his features. Yes. And yet they oh, still function.